Digital Marketer. This week, it's Michelle Dalton. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. And in today's episode, I get to interview Michelle Dalton, Community Manager here at DM, all about what makes this role so important and what kind of qualities make someone such a great fit to be a community manager. She also gave me a glimpse into some of the strategy behind our recent challenge communities. And here's a hint, it's all about the setup. If you have a community, are a community manager, or are thinking about hiring someone to help manage your Facebook page, or you just want to hear us say the word community about 500 more times, keep listening. Here it is. Michelle, hello. Hi, Jenna. How are you? I'm great. So, Michelle, community manager, I want to start with how you ended up here. Honestly, it just happened. So... I had always had an interest when I saw like Susie and Justina doing it. I was like, oh, let me insert myself here and just <laughs> invade this conversation. I want to know what this is. And then when I went from the customer service to account management for the partner program, the partner program had its own community, but no one was really running it. It was just existing. So I saw an opportunity and I said, oh, hey. Uh, would someone like me to do something with this group of 500, 600 people of our most engaged and I guess our evangelists for the company? And they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> and so that's kind of just kind of how it started. I just took that on and it became a part of like my job description. I always really enjoyed doing it. And I think I did a decent job. Apparently y'all did too, because <laughs> when the opportunity for community manager for just all of digital marketer came up, there I was. My, Michael Ashcraft and Michael Miola, my two bosses just called me. I think I was actually off. It was either my day off or it was like I'd already finished for the day and they had me on speaker. And I, I swear to you, I thought I was about to get fired. Because when do your two bosses ever call you on speaker when you're not at work? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, so Michelle, we're here to talk about your future. <laughs> but they hop on the call and they basically just ask me, like, are you interested in this opportunity? And of course, my first question was, what happened to Justina? Yeah. <laughs> moved to a different position. Um, and then I was like, yes, uh, let me have it now. I want this. Because it just makes sense for me. Uh, one, I already live on Facebook anyway. Uh, and two, because I really enjoy connecting with the customers. Or I feel weird calling them customers, but yes, connecting with the customers. And kind of learning about them and just doing what I can to help facilitate their success in a way. I don't do anything directly, like one, like kind of how I did with account management. But I like to think that once in a while a little tidbit or an article or some sort of direction that I give helps them on their path. And now, Janet, I want to hear about the transition because for some people listening right now, either they are a community manager or they work with one or they have a business and they, they need one. So what kind of things did you have to take on so the biggest thing for me was a different kind of organization. Uh, in account management, it's all very calendar-based. 
today I have to make sure and send out these 20 emails and then schedule these calls. And I have uh, five calls scheduled just for touch points. And it's all very calendar focused. Now with community, it's <laughs> more about, okay, I have all of these posts that I need to schedule out for these particular days and these times of days. But then in the middle of those posts, it's a lot of autonomy, which I was, I had had before, but not in this way. Like I'll say I'm working on a project and you're like, okay, cool. Sounds good. I'll see it when it's done. <laughs> so I had to adjust to a little bit more freedom in that way uh which i did struggle with a little bit in the beginning because it was like oh all my posts for the month are scheduled i moderated today <laughs> uh, what else do i need to do and then i think i probably about a month or two after i transitioned is when i realized that i just hadn't been doing the entire job yet <laughs> there's more to it than just moderation and creating creating content like these engaged posts for people I have to do my research and I have to plan events like theme weeks and stuff that I, I don't really do those with a larger community. I tend to do those with a partner, but I'd love to do them with a larger one. Uh, just not sure how that would work with uh, all of those people. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do it though. It's, I feel kind of scatterbrained right now thinking about it, but it's just because it's a, the community manager is just a lot of little things and a few big things coming together. And all of a sudden your day is over and you don't know where it went. <laughs> You're like, I was on Facebook. I know that yeah. much. Like I was on Facebook and I was in my own community. And then I somehow ended up in snakes with hats, but then I was back in my own community. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that the job is undervalued in a lot of other places. Thankfully here at Digital Marketer, it's not, which I'm super lucky for, but I've seen in a lot of other places where it's like, I joined the Facebook community managers, certified community managers group. And all the people I'm talking to, they're like, do their groups for fun, or they just saw a need and fulfilled it. It's not their job. So, and so when they talk to people about it, they're like, oh, so you're just on Facebook. No, no, I mean, I yes. But no, I'm not just scrolling through the timeline all day. Wouldn't that be the most boring dream? Just to scroll through Facebook <laughs> all day. Uh, but it's something that personally I'm trying to get better at. It's more about facilitating conversations between the people in the community rather than yourself and the person who's posting or asking a question. Because if you do that, what tends to happen is conversation comes to a halt. And... I've seen it in other communities that I participate in where it's like, if Ryan were coming out a post and say, oh yeah, I believe X, Y, Z, not one other person is going to come on there and contradict him. Mm. So it's just a very interesting dynamic. I went off rambling there, but this is where we are now. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a really good point. And it kind of leads into what I wanted to ask, which was when you're planning out content and you know, just to make sure everyone has the same vision of what this means, you know, planning out content for um, a community is more like conversation starters. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So something that when I'm writing the post that I try to focus on is highlighting the person I'm talking to. I don't want it to be oh, hey, Digital Marketer just released this new piece of content. It's super cool. Here's what it does. I want it to be more like, 
hey, what have you done this week that's been super helpful for you? Post it below. Let's celebrate you type of conversations because everybody wants that little nudge, you know? They want a they reason don't want to hear to... about us. They're on our email list. They don't need to hear more about <laughs> us. Uh, they want to talk about themselves and I totally get it. And I'd love for them to talk about themselves. So when you are planning these out and kind of evaluating if they're successful, what do you think makes a successful piece of community content? And what do you change if it's not successful? Uh, So to me, I kind of base it off of the comments that it gets. If it gets none, obviously it needs some sort of tweak because it's supposed to be generating a conversation. If it gets a few I'll definitely keep it and then maybe adjust it the next month or the next time that I post it. If it gets a lot of engagement, like I think the ones that get the most engagement in my opinion are the ones that either offer direct assistance where I say, Hey, what can I do to help you through this hump? Or it's the ones that help connect people where it's like, welcome new members Or, hey, who here does event marketing? Things like that. Something that helps build a connection. I really like the one, the, you did it. (laughs) Or just (laughs) did it post. which It used to be a celebrate the win and just did it were two separate things. And I just kind of merged them into one. So I was like, this is weird. (laughs) So now it's uh, just a post where it's literally, just tell me what you want to celebrate and I'll celebrate it with you. And that (laughs) one tends to get some good feedback because... I mean, I do it sometimes, too, where I just, like, brag on myself for a moment so I can hear someone else brag on me, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like fishing for fun. helps. Yeah, I totally do. Like, I mean, you've seen me. Sometimes I'll do it, and I'm like, hey, did you know I passed this certification, and I did a great job, and I'm super proud of myself? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say it to you, but I won't post it, like, in all access or anything. <laughs> Let's talk about the certification because it's something brand new that Facebook is offering and you got to pilot it. So tell everyone about what it is and um, what it means for community managers. Awesome. So uh, Facebook, well, not Facebook, someone from Facebook, actually our old community manager, Susie Nelson, uh, she reached out to me and she said, hey, are you interested in participating in this new thing we're releasing? Uh, it's a Facebook community certification program. And I said, of course, why wouldn't I? Get it straight from the source, let's go. And then she connected me with the right people. And so basically they've released this entire course on creating <laughs> and uh, scaling Facebook communities. And Facebook does not call community, it's kind of an all-encompassing term for them. It's not groups. It is the Facebook groups, your Instagram followers, your Facebook page followers, and in some case, your WhatsApp text message groups, I guess. I'm not too familiar with WhatsApp, but they're on it. So this one kind of covers all of it. And it's if community management and social media management had a baby, it would be Facebook's community management course. Because they're talking about the dynamic content that you need to put on your Facebook page in order to gain followers, to uh, get them 
to interact with everything and how to move them over to a Facebook group in some cases, how to use Instagram lives, how to use it for like branding opportunities, like with influencers and stuff. It's all over the place, but in a good way. <laughs> uh, whenever I do, I was like, oh, this is, this is much more than what I do on a daily basis. And then, of course, they taught you like how to start a Facebook group for your brand and then organize it and scale it. I actually got a lot from it because it's very accurate. Like the Facebook groups pretty much run themselves for the most part. I could leave for a week and maybe some people will break rules, but that'll probably be the worst thing that happens. Like, I won't have to worry about it, like, totally crashing and burning when I'm gone. And that's a really lovely and weird place to be because I, I, I know I need to do stuff, but I also don't feel necessary. So the community management program that they have gave me a lot of ideas for not necessarily content to start posting, but some behind the scenes stuff that I can start doing or like organizational charts and flow charts. And I mean, I think I showed you like the community roadmap of like where we want the community to over the next like five to six years. Uh, it was a very interesting thing to say, oh, so we're doing it, but we're not doing it the quote unquote right way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I really enjoyed. And now my Trello is filled with all of these ideas that I need to <laughs> put on virtual paper, but I'm excited about it. One in particular that I'm really excited about is they like digital marketer. Facebook is like document and share your knowledge. So something that they recommend for all communities that I want to implement as soon as possible is to create kind of like if a flow chart and an SOP were just mushed together. So it's kind of like a flowchart. Like if someone breaks this rule, what do you do? If this piece of content isn't working, how do you tweak it? And so I'm going to be working on that just because I don't think anyone outside of our little group kind of understands what to do or what it's like. So that would be a really good thing to have just as sort of like proof so that'll be a fun little project that I'm going to be taking on whenever I can. So you had meant, you'd mentioned that the Facebook certification kind of combines social media and community management. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I think some people also combine community management and customer service or customer care. Mm -hmm. Can we kind of talk about how we define all of those and where you see community management fitting with each of those elements? Uh, I think that they can definitely be lumped together if you want them to, but they don't necessarily go hand in hand automatically. I've definitely seen communities where customer service was the first thing, and that's really great for them. You can get tech support. You can get could you imagine if, does Adobe have a Facebook group? Could you imagine if Adobe had a Facebook group <laughs> uh, where you could get tech support and you get questions answered? I think that that can be a really good thing if it's good for your customers and your brand. Uh, something like us, not necessarily the best option. And we actually don't allow customer support and queries in the digital marketer communities just because internet sucks <laughs> stuff breaks all the time and a lot of times login issues or something like did you clear your cache of cookies did you try the forgot password 
function. And with the amount of customers that we have, I can only imagine the dozens, if not hundreds, of posts that we would get every day that would kind of clog up conversation. So I think it basically just comes down to what is the mission, the goal, the intent of your community. If it's customer support, go for it, get it. I believe in you. (laughs) Uh, If it's not, kind of just have to make sure that everybody knows where to go for it and that you facilitate a different type of conversation. So if it's a brand new community, you definitely have to be on top of your game with the engaging content, regular posting, absolutely no days off type of deal because you want them to know what you're, what I, I said this on a different podcast, you build the house, you let them decorate it. That is very true, but you kind of got to delegate a little bit. You got to manage just the tiniest bit where you don't let them do what you don't want the community to do. I think that, it can get messy very easily. For, and for those who don't know, when Engage first started, it actually was that. Uh, I think that's 2014 when we first opened it, and it was still for all lab members, but we didn't really say what the community was for. And so it was lots of support requests, and it was mostly me and I think two other support reps just in there responding. Oh, yeah, I'll help you with your login. Shoot me a message. No, <laughs> it did not work for us because then the other type of conversations, I don't want to say more important conversations, but maybe more useful conversations got pushed down because if someone says, I can't access something, then 20 other people are going to hop on. I can't access either. Why isn't this working? And then a conversation that was already happening where someone wanted a critique of their lead magnet, you can't see it anymore because mm-hmm. Facebook sorts everything by most recent activity or most engaged. I think you can switch it. I don't know with new Facebook because I keep switching to old Facebook. <laughs> but that particular thing, you just got to make sure you curate your community the way that you want it to be. How do you, um, what's your process for redirecting those conversations if someone just needed a? It depends on the post. If it's a post that happens like in the middle of the night and I don't get to it until 12 hours later and it already has a bunch of comments, then you publicly comment, hey, so sorry about that. Here's a fix or uh, shoot me a message, give me your email address and I will get in touch with the right people and just let them know uh, that I'm going to shut off comments just because DM support is not available in the communities. And then just a quick like bit.ly link to our guidelines. Uh, If it's something where I caught it two seconds after, then I will remove the comment. So Facebook has that thing where you can tell them why you removed it with a comment like, hey, so sorry about that. If I have a solution, I provide a solution. If I don't have a solution, uh, I'll say that they can reach out to support and I give them the, the way they can reach out to them. As a little extra precautionary measure, Before I comment, I'll go in and see if I can find like a ticket that's already been submitted for them. Uh, If I can, then I'll say in there, I see that you submitted a ticket. I'll get customer success on it. If I didn't see that they submitted one, well, they went to the wrong place first. They need to go to support because I would love to help. There are geniuses. I can't fix everything. (laughs) I wish I could. I used to be able to. Trust me, you don't want me helping you. It's a... It's a backwards. <laughs> yeah. 
What about on the social media side? Because I know you and Shannon, our senior social media manager, have worked somewhat together, but not super closely. So Mm -hmm. how do we divide those? So I think of the community management as more of internal relationship building type of role, while social media management is the outward public facing. Shannon is the billboard (laughs) (laughs) Shannon is the billboard and I am the restaurant hostess (laughs) she is all about engaging people in a much more public eye and I think I honestly I couldn't do it like she has to do it in the DM brand voice she has to do it uh in a way where if someone else saw it we wouldn't go viral you know, mm-hmm. in the communities, I kind of have free reign to use my voice and be irreverent and make no sense, but still somehow get work done. I don't know how y'all put up with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really think that just the biggest difference is the perception to your customers, but also how you engage with them. Back in the day when I was in customer service, I got access to our Facebook page to help with the messages and the comments and stuff like that. And I guess people in the comments are brutal. That's true. I think one time I was like, hey, thanks for stopping by. Here's a solution. And someone goes. Hey, DM listeners. Did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Thanks for stopping by. Who do you think you are? You think you're Wendy's? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Wendy's has an incredible Twitter account. And I just, (laughs) but Shannon handles those just like impeccably. It's Mm -hmm. incredible. Social media management, community management definitely can go hand in hand. And I would like them to go a little more hand in hand. I have a project idea that I'd really, after this Facebook thing, I'd really like to work with Shannon on. But I think that they definitely get mixed up a lot. Like, oh, you're a social media manager? Nope. I uh, I have no idea what, what a promoted <laughs> post can do. <laughs> uh, you do not want me running the Instagram story. I think I posted an Instagram story once before Shannon, and it was just like Ryan throwing the speaker box mic to someone. That was it. <laughs> That's the extent of my social media experience. <laughs> uh, you're incredible. She's in, She's talented. I couldn't, I don't have the eye for that. Starting conversations in a already well-connected area, I got you. That's me. I can do it. But if you want me to just go out into the public and start talking to people, I immediately clam up. Hmm. And I think that's an important note about like what qualities, you know, you might be looking for in a community manager. You want someone super empathetic with a super strong voice but that doesn't really like to talk about themselves 
kind of the perfect person. Just find the high school loners that smile a lot. <laughs> just <laughs> musical theater nerds. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, the musical theater geeks <laughs> all over it. We actually, you know, what's so strange. A lot of my musical theater geeky type friends from childhood are in some sort of digital marketing type of space or they're like web developers. Huh. A lot of them also own like princess party companies, but (laughs) (laughs) like I've noticed if we were to go, if I were to go to events, I may run into them. Let's talk about challenges because that's something that we've started doing at digital marketers. So to catch everyone up on that, basically, you know, we have our paid communities where members pay and they're able to access our communities. But we also have started doing paid challenges where people can pay and they're brought into a community for a short amount of time. Um, and Michelle, you've been doing all the setup and the running of those communities. Tell me what people need to know about challenge communities. Okay, so something that I learned is the setup is the most important part. You cannot add anybody into those challenge groups until you have direction for them. When they join, there needs to be a post and organization that sets expectations and welcomes them at the same time. Because, so we've done, I've done a total of eight, uh, six of them for scalable, and then two of them for digital marketer. And the six is scalable. The first time we started adding people without everything completed, and I mean, this is a welcome post that says, uh, hey, here's what we're going to be doing this week. Here is a schedule for you. Here is when the calls start and how you can access them. Here is when you can expect some pre-work homework. Uh, When we added them before we posted that, they were feisty. (laughs) 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 There was, it was just, a lot of cranky people, and I don't blame them. I jo- if I purchased something and then joined and there was nothing happening, I'd be like, I just got swindled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first impressions matter so much. They really do. That's not any different than in person than it is virtually. They're, they need to feel like they're in good hands. And if you're not, if you invite someone to a party and you say it starts at three, they show up at four and you're still setting up, they're going to be like, oh, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe I come back later when you're ready. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was probably the biggest thing. For us, the way that the challenges work, organization was, I mean, I can't stress this enough, organization. And Facebook, thankfully, had a lot of features that we were able to utilize to help with it. So the way that the challenges work are for five to six days of a week, we live stream from Zoom into the group. There are recordings. There are PDF workbooks to help with homework. There are articles posted to help you along the way. So what we utilized were the units. So the units were split up. Units are available to the Facebook groups if you consider it a learning environment i think there's like a there's something in the settings where you have to like a learning discussion so the units we had were welcome where to start schedule unit two recordings unit three workbooks 
And that really helped as well as uh, the popular topics and posts. So you can also add a topic to your post where, so on the right hand side of the group, it'll have popular topics and posts, workbooks, recordings, etc. And so someone can either go into the units and find everything there, or they can go to the top popular topics and posts and they can find everything there. So that way, and you have to make sure they know those two exist. You can't just assume someone's going to see it and know to click it. Cause that's sometimes my problem where I'm like, this makes total sense. I'll need to tell someone this. And <laughs> something that I learned <laughs> from working in the pharmacy for so long, cause I did, I worked in a pharmacy for like four or five years sometimes, and I don't mean this in uh, talking down or looking down on some type of way, sometimes to grown adults, you have to talk to them like they're children. And that's not saying that they're dumb or anything. It's just, if I say, go get me a Coke, am I saying, go buy me a Coke? Am I saying, go to the kitchen fridge and the drink drawer and find me a cold soda? Am I saying, go get the one from the garage, it's still in the box. <laughs> like, and it's warm. Because <laughs> otherwise, they're not going to know. I can't say, okay, it's in the popular topics and posts. Nope, I have to add to my welcome post. Here's a screenshot of what the group looks like. Here's the exact location of those popular topics. Well, for the units, what we have there is we have the landing page for the units. So whenever someone goes to the group, the first tab that's open to them is the unit section so they see it as soon as they come and I have all of them marked as required so if they, so if they don't complete like they don't mark something as complete it'll show as incomplete and then just you know you know how humans are they're like that's not done I need to mark that as complete I have to go back <laughs> so you know, there's a little incentive there uh, which I personally think really helped there's a the two things are just making sure you set expectations, welcome them correctly, make it about them and organize it. So that way they know where everything is. And for you, honestly, because I got lost sometimes. That's really good advice. And, and the challenges are freaking awesome. And Michelle does a great job. Cool. The challenges, I never really would have thought of that before, but they're basically like you're in your own little world and bubble working on a specific goal with like-minded individuals who are all in the same place as you with some expert at the helm and like their crew helping out. And it's just for a week, you are just hyper-focused on this one thing. And at the very end of it, you are going to have something to show for it, which I think is just so cool. Cause oftentimes, especially now, everybody's tired of learning online, you know, they want to go out and do stuff. So this kind of helps provide an engagement and a communication um, element to it to where you kind of feel like you're back in school mm -hmm. and you're hanging out with your friends, learning in class and you're throwing things at Ryan because he turned his back while he was at the chalkboard. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. I think that, I don't know who came up with the challenges. I know it originally started with Roland Frazier's Epic Challenge, but whoever started that, like they deserve a round of applause. Big fan. I want to keep yeah. doing them all the time. They're super fun. And I do want to add, they take a ton of work. So yeah, it's basically an entire week of my life. The week before and the week after, probably like 50% of each of those weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot, but it's one of those things that's really rewarding. So I don't mm -hmm. mind it. <laughs> yeah. 
so kind of getting into, um, you know, the different kinds of communities we have, and obviously challenges are kind of just a special bubble community, but, you know, we have three different ones that you're currently running and you're the same person. so you have the same voice and they're often the same types of customers. We have our engaged community for lab members, our elite coaching community for coaching students, and our certified partner community mm-hmm. for our certified partners. How do you make sure that these feel differentiated enough and are providing value? Because honestly, we can have a certified partner who is in every single community. Oh, we so yeah. So how do you make sure that they know where to go for what thing? All of the groups serve a different purpose. So like you said, engage is specifically for any lab member. Uh, elite is common is for our elite members and coaching students. And then certified partners is for the partner community that we have. I basically keep the same voice and branding across all of them. It's just the type of conversation that I try to start. So engage, I try to keep it a little more general for them. We have like roll call posts. Who's a web developer? Who knows ClickFunnels? Uh, who's a social media wizard? And then uh, not sure where to start in lab. Here's your first roadmap, things like that. It's more about just tell the type of content you would put for just any sort of digital business owner at the time. Elite Commons I'm actually just finishing ironing out the conversation for them because it's changed so much over the past like six months. That one is going to be focused on uh, our elite 30 day kickstart and the coaching students where it's about helping them set goals and then achieve those goals through the content and the coaching. Uh, So that's a little bit different. It's a lot less nonsense a little more focused. I still sneak in some nonsense because I am who I am, but uh, (laughs) it's a little more focused. Hey, we have a call today. Here's what the call is on. Make sure you're there at this time. If you haven't yet, you need to do this course and complete these worksheets, stuff like that. Um, And then partner community, that one, since I came from the partner community, I have a little bit more of a personal relationship with them because as an account manager, you talk to them constantly on the phone all the time about their lives and their business. And I've established friendships there. That one's kind of like (laughs) when you have an announcement for your group chat of friends. (laughs) (laughs) So you just want to go. So I just go in there like, Hey, here's what's going on in the partner program. Also, can you tell me what you're working on right now? What can I help you that you're working on? Here's a resource that's super useful for agency owners, things like that. So the conversations, I'm the same person. They, the posts that I make just all have a different goal. And I'll even add, when we are talking about qualities in a community manager, especially an online community, writing skills are incredibly important and copywriting skills because essentially what Michelle has been doing, number one, our, um, our former community manager, Justina Fenberg, moved into a copywriting role. If you are reading our emails, she's writing our emails, our landing pages, all that good stuff. And Michelle is an incredible copywriter and 
is also beginning to write more in email. So she started writing her newsletter for certified partners. And I just wanted to make sure to add that, that like the writing is so important and being able to communicate, not just with like creative ideas or fun, like silly things, but truly being able to like put your voice into your writing. It's so important. And you're so good at it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was definitely thinking that. So empathy and communication and organization are probably going to be like the top three things for a community manager empathy, because in our case, I don't want to say for everyone, but definitely in our case, the community manager is the advocate for the members. So if something's broken, something doesn't feel right, or if something's going real well, I'm the person that's going to come back and say, hey, uh, this is what people are saying. We need to either do more of it or we need to fix it. I'm the person with the shield and the maze just back here, like fighting the war (laughs) from our people. (laughs) And then the communication, that takes a lot sometimes. Sometimes you're a little bit of a business therapist. (laughs) So (laughs) you just have to make sure that you convey a message correctly. And that's something that I do a lot. It's about conveying it correctly. So as to make sure you don't cause any confusion. You don't make anyone angry because you may have said something wrong and that they fully understand what's happening. So communication just, from being able to get your point across, but also being able to listen to people. And in person, I tend to ramble. So being that it's in digital print helps a lot because I can like edit, (laughs) go (laughs) and delete stuff, remove the 10 exclamation points that I put in there and, you know, leave like five. So (laughs) yelling, it's just excitement. And then organization, as you know, I lost my planner at the beginning of this week. It was a nightmare (laughs) because although we are digital marketer, just personally for me, writing out my content calendar for the groups is so beneficial. And without it, I was just like floating around, not 100% sure. Like, man, I knew I had a good post that was going up today. What was it? And I have to wait. Or if I didn't schedule it outright, organization is key. So I think those are probably like the three biggest things empathy, communication, organization. They have to have those. Everything else can be taught. Yeah. So let's get into that then. So let's say someone is, you know, hiring their their new community manager. They're ready to start a community or a challenge and they need someone to run it. They found the perfect person. Maybe they're not super well-trained. They're very empathetic, a good writer, organized, but don't have experience. What does training and onboarding look like? I think that a big part of it is going to definitely get them familiar with your customer. What I do for digital marketer isn't going to work for if I ran a pharmacy community or a massage community. Because I did massage therapy before too. It's just about making sure that they understand who your customer is and what they want. You know, your customer avatar and having them study what is, how to say the voice of the brand too. Like I know how Ryan would say something most of the time better than how I would say it. (laughs) (laughs) So that really helps me kind of help me understand what I should be saying, maybe what I shouldn't say and maybe backtrack on 
So they need to know you, they need to know the customer. And that can be done by just some research. And I think that they also have to be willing to learn, which I know sounds so vague and like generic, but I mean, they have to be willing from to learn from you, uh, your other employees, whoever it may be, and from other community managers in the industry. Like they need to follow the right people, like CMX. They need to pay attention to what Facebook does because Facebook is just getting more and more focused on community as they get older. Uh, and they, they need to not focus, but don't focus on just that. I've gotten a lot of important lessons and tactics from just like communities in general, because that is a very general term. It's not all Facebook groups. Sometimes it's a help desk or a forum or it's live events, like well, not, not now, but before clusters <laughs> of live events, always they have to be ready to learn. I think that as long as they're willing and ready to learn, you can teach someone how to do this as long as they uh, are empathetic, can communicate, and they have some semblance of organization. Time management is probably going to be a good one too. But I feel like personally, I don't talk about that one much because I think organization and time management kind of go hand in hand. Uh, yeah. But that's just a personal thing. I know that's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so in regards to you know, the certification that we offer a digital marketer for community. Um, what kind of community managers is that for? We definitely did focus on like the Facebook aspect of it, but I think that what Susie did, Susie, work wife, shout out. She did really <laughs> incredible was that she focused on not just the building of the community, but also the psychology of it. She did a really fantastic job of that because she helps you understand why a community is meaningful and what the people who look for a community, what they're looking for. And it's not to say it's all lonely people behind a screen looking for someone to connect with. It's just someone who wants to find like-minded people. Like when I was an account manager, I tried to find account manager focused communities, which that is lacking. So if someone out there wants to make that, <laughs> please do. Someone wants it. <laughs> uh, I really just enjoyed how at every step of the way, she was like, this is why community is important. Here is why people want community. Here is how to implement it in a healthy way. And here is how you make sure that it thrives and people want to participate. There are tons of community management resources out there now, not so much five years ago, but now there are that I think, that's what makes ours a little bit unique is it doesn't focus on the, you have to make sure to create engaging content and you have to use gifts and you have to make <laughs> use the same branding across all platforms. Those are all great things. I am the gift queen. That's but true. You also, <laughs> you also just have to make sure that you keep in mind who you're speaking to and you make sure it's valuable for them because they came to you for a reason. No one just joins that community because we told them to. They join it because they want to. That's why we have so that's why our group does not have hundreds of thousands of members. But it has this I, mean, I think we're now at six thousand because we're auditing, but it used to be bigger but now we're auditing. <laughs> we're at six thousand now. But that's six thousand people who were looking for a conversation and looking for a connection. So I think that is why Susie Nelson did a great job. And yeah, I would even say to add 
to what Michelle said, what makes it unique is that I think it's perfect for business owners as well. So for people that are interested in having a community aspect folded into their business. Yeah. And you really have to understand before even hiring or starting it, I think you have to understand what the purpose is and what, what it can do. If you're a business owner and you're wanting to implement one and you're like, oh, wait till I hire a community manager. Why are you waiting to hire a community manager? Why can't you start it? I don't know if you, depending on the business, depending, like just have start it, but have it be like your super users, your VIP, like the people who, I mean, let's, let's, let's say massage therapist. Let's say someone does it. Uh, let's go with if Massage Envy started a Facebook group, they would definitely be uh, for their members, but they could start it and just invite like their members who have been with them for five plus years because they have some of those. I'm telling you, they've been there forever. They could start that and then test everything. Like these are the people that you trust. These are the people who know your product. You can kind of test that out and don't like full on release it because then you have, you need someone and then you've already done it beforehand. But it'd be like, I think that everybody needs to understand that. I think that's also a great thing about ours is like Ryan and Richard, they're not afraid to hop in there and answer questions, respond to tags. I think that that what makes it a little bit unique for ours internally is that everybody's invested in it because everybody understands the value of it. Well, Michelle, we're getting to the end of our conversation. Um, Even though I could talk to you all day and we do sometimes. (laughs) So before I ask the final question, where can people find you, find out more about you, reach out to you, all that good stuff? You can find me in the DM communities. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all gated. Probably the best place is going to be LinkedIn or Facebook. And we could probably pop those in like the description. I think that on both of them, my like user ID or whatever it is, is Michelle CMTY. So those are probably the two best places to get a hold of me. And the final question, Michelle Dalton, if you could go back in time, tell yourself anything at all, knowing what you know now, let's say it's the you that's like, just got hired at D. Mm-hmm. What would you tell yourself? And why? It'd be a few things. One, dump the guy you're with. <laughs> He basically almost cost you your job on multiple occasions, right? Uh, Two, this is home. Like, she'll figure it out eventually, like towards the Christmas holiday party type of era. She'll figure it out. But like digital marketer is home and like the first place you are really going to feel like you belong. And it's going to be great. (laughs) Don't cry. (laughs) Um, That and just step up. There were so many opportunities I didn't take in the first couple of years because I was like, oh, I don't know marketing. I don't know how to do this type of stuff. I've always done other things and I shouldn't do this. No, you're smart. You'll figure it out. Step up and ask for the opportunities. And I think that can go for anyone. Yeah. Michelle, this was absolutely awesome thank you so much for your time thank you for having me i always enjoy talking to you and to you out there listening it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week this 
see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.